they're getting a consistent 10% return paid back to their account, compounded tax-free. It's the perfect storm to create financial wealth. This this, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. What's going on, House Flipping Nation? I hope you guys have all had a great week. I know we have. Things are just going crazy around here. The coaching program is uh, has just been incredible. So many new members. We're just super pumped. I feel very blessed to do what I do. Love coaching you guys. Love educating. It's it's just what I live for. I feel like it's my life purpose, and I'm just so proud um, to to be here doing what I do and what I what I love. So. Go after your dreams. Do it, guys. Do it. All right. So today we have a very special guest. This is a very good friend of mine. He he is also in the high-end mastermind group. You guys probably hear me talk a lot about my high-end, the, the mastermind group, not the one that I run. I run a couple mastermind groups, but the the one that I am a part of um, that has the top, uh, nation's top real estate investors, everyone in that business, in that mastermind group is doing like 100 deals or something crazy, right? So today we have a special guest. Um, Edwin is um, a, an IRA specialist. Actually, I'm going to let him explain a little more about what he's called. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called, right? So ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Edwin Kelly. How are you doing, Edwin? Justin, I am fantastic, man. Thanks for that awesome introduction. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I, I do awesome introductions, right? I <laughs> I kind of joke about how I used to spend like hours preparing for presentations and even like interviews. I'd spend a lot of time and now it's like, oh, we got an interview. All right, let's do it. Come on. <laughs> you know, so, it seems to flow better when you do it that way. Yeah, it really does. I know. It's uh, There's a law. Um, see, I can't even think of what the law is called. Tim Ferriss talks about in the four hour work week, but it's basically the however much time you give to something is what how long, how long it's going to take. So no, I like it better. It's more natural. Just. It's real, right? People know we're real people just having a conversation. So That's right. Edwin has a killer golf swing, guys. Let oh, me tell geez. you. <laughs> we were at a Top Golf uh, at the Mastermind meeting afterwards. We went to Top Golf and uh, we were on the same uh, team, right? So that was pretty fun. But anyway, so that's what I know about him. No, I'm joking. Edwin, <laughs> give us a little more about your background. Tell us uh, tell us your title. Tell us why you are the man when it comes to self-directed IRA investments, and let's get into that a little more. Okay, so yeah, so okay, you want my title? It's CEO of Specialized IRA Services. Now, before you go and get too excited about that title, I'll <laughs> tell you that I've learned when I, when I when I started this company that CEO really means Chief Everything Officer. <laughs> so, uh, so that's that's my claim to fame, I guess. Nice. Um, but uh, CEO and, and founder of Specialized IRA Services, we're a self-directed IRA administrator, and I've been in this business for 23 years, uh, grew some of the, most, uh, the largest companies in our industry, but I wasn't one of the owners, and so I said, you know, to, to really do this the right way, to, add, to create the value, the service, everything that clients are looking for, I need to get control of the entire business, not just a part of the business. And so that's why I launched out, and, and, and we started a new company that, that, that focuses on that. So I've I've been doing this I say 23 plus years and and I used to update that every year Justin but I realized I started to age myself so now I say 23 plus so if we do this again 10 years from now it's going to be 23 plus Well I'm not, not to put you on the spot here but when I saw your picture on Skype I was like wait I, who's this guy with gray hair I mean you are getting younger you really are <laughs> <laughs> Yeah yeah it's uh that's that's a different podcast Now yeah. I'm making you blush right <laughs> now see I wish I I wish I had your video I could make it, see see you blushing so Yeah yeah I know <laughs> 
So here's the deal, guys. I have never had a self-directed IRA specialist on my show before. Um, I thought about it. I always wanted to do it. I thought it'd be cool. But when I was talking to Edwin and his partner this last week, I thought I knew what there was to know about self-directed IRAs, but you guys seriously blew me away. You told me things you could do that I didn't know you could do. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have to get them on. I have to share this with my audience. So let's dive right into it. For for those who don't know what a self-directed IRA is, could you explain that a little more and why it's like way better than a regular IRA and why everyone's crazy if they don't have a self-directed IRA? Yeah, absolutely. So I put IRAs into two categories. There's what I call plain vanilla and there's what I call truly self-directed. Okay, So a plain vanilla IRA is what most people have, probably 98 percent of Americans who have an IRA have a plain vanilla IRA. And what I mean by that is is that their IRA is held at a, at a traditional bank or brokerage firm and they limit them to investments like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and CDs. Okay, A truly self-directed IRA, by contrast, uh, you can invest in those four things I just mentioned. But what a truly self-directed IRA allows you to do is invest in anything that the government allows us to invest in. So things like real estate, notes, mortgages, deeds of trust, precious metals, tax liens. I mean, it just runs the gambit. And so the the advantage, and I'll tell you that there's several advantages to the IRAs. We won't even have probably time to talk about them all. But, but a couple of them just right off the bat, uh, with specifically with the self-directed IRA, is that you can use retirement money you've already accumulated move it and diversify away from the stock market out of things that are volatile, uncertain, and unpredictable into more predictable, certain, and secure investments like we just mentioned, real estate notes, those kinds of things, things that behave and you know how they're going to behave and and that give you consistent positive returns. Love it. I mean, yeah. To to me, anyone who does not have a self-directed IRA, they're they're probably not very savvy is what it comes down to. I mean, I don't want to say they're – it's crazy – but they probably just don't know. They aren't aware. They don't know. They don't understand the benefits. Uh, and anyway, everyone should have a self-directed IRA. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, to your point, Justin, what you said, the, the number one reason why people don't have one is because they're not aware of it. Yeah. That's the number one reason, truthfully. So we're trying, you know, we're just getting the message out. Awesome. So here's a, here's a question I got for you. Um, I have a friend that actually just emailed me, and he was asking – how can he get a self-directed IRA or something up? It was, I think he was confused. He didn't really answer the, ask the question very well. But I think what he's asking is, like, let's say he has a job and he has like an IRA like through that company. Can he get a self-directed IRA or does he have to, as long as he's with that company, does he have to stick with that? No, so that's the really cool thing about IRAs. Everybody can have an IRA. Even if you participate in a company plan, right, like your 401k or a 403b or TSP if you're on the public side, you're still allowed to have an IRA. The only question is, can you take the money from your your 401k and move it into an IRA? Uh, The answer to that is if you're still employed with a company, usually not. But once you leave that company, you can move that money. Got it. However, you're allowed to contribute, meaning you take money from your earned income this year and you deposit it into that IRA. So you still can contribute to an IRA even when you are contributing and participating in a company-sponsored plan. Okay, cool. So if you have a company-sponsored plan and you can't roll it over yet... You can when you leave, but if you can't do it yet, then you take uh, money each year and and start your own, basically with your like they could they could have an IRA with like your company, for example, um, as well as with through their employer. Yeah, and and let me let me just share a real quick strategy with you on this because this is a question that comes up a lot. Okay, which is well, I'm, I'm participating in my 401k plan, 
but I want to invest in other things like real estate and notes, what should I do? Here's the simple answer. We never turn away free money, right? So what I tell people to do is always, always, always contribute up to the match amount that your employer is matching. Okay. Okay. Sure. But what do you do with the money over that amount? Yeah. Well, you don't put it in a 401k, you put it in an IRA. And I don't care if it's self-directed or not. The reality is, is the reason why you want to put it in an IRA is because you have more options, you have more control. If you open your IRA at a brokerage house and you put money in it, you have the same investment options you have in that 401k plan, you just have so many more. And if you decide you don't want to stay with that brokerage house, you can move it anytime you want. The 401k basically handcuffs your money and it's your money. So why would you put restrictions and limitations that don't benefit you? So simple answer, contribute up to the match amount of your employer. Anything over that, contribute to an IRA. Love it. I love it. Okay, so let's uh, let's dive in a little more. Um, wow, I don't even know where to begin. You, where, where do you think we should go from here? We just got to dump a whole bunch of amazing content on these guys. Yeah, so well, let, 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 we could talk about uh, you know what, what what is a self-directed IRA? Okay, I mean, we kind of talked about the difference because I want to dive into like UBIT and how you can flip houses and that, but that's like what I'm excited about. Like, but we got to lay a little more ground, found, uh, foundation work here. So yeah, let's, let's, yeah, foundation. So yeah, talk a little more about like when you go and teach people. Like, what are the things that you teach them? Because I'm I'm probably getting a little over people's heads here a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll touch on two quick things. How's that? Yeah, that kind of help, help help people understand this. Okay. So when people hear about self-directed IRAs, the first question is, well, what is it, um, and how does it work? So so those are those are two kind of basic questions that come up pretty often. So so what is a self-directed IRA? I'll give you my textbook definition of a self-directed IRA. The, a, a self-directed IRA is a retirement account that the government allows us to put money into tax protected get complete control over that money, invest in what we want to, and in many cases, spend all our profits and all our income 100% tax-free. Okay, so it's an IRS-approved vehicle that allows you and I to get complete control over our retirement account, over the money in that account, invest in what we want, and in many cases, spend that money tax-free. All right, so that's that's my simple definition of a self-directed IRA. The question that people ask is, well, how does this work? Like, how, how do you self-direct into real estate or notes? Or, you know, what does that look like? What's sure. that process? It's really simple. It, it, and I call it my three, it, it's my three Ds, okay? Three Ds, that's all you got to remember. The first step is decide, okay? You make a decision, and the decision is this. Do you want to control your financial destiny? Do you want to have control over your money? Do you want to invest in things that you want to invest in? If you answer yes to those questions, then you have decided to self-direct your retirement account. That's step number one. So you start by establishing a self-directed retirement account. Simple paperwork. You fill out the application. takes all of five to ten minutes max, and that's it. That's step number one. Step number two is deposit. That's our second D. So you want to deposit money in that account so you have something to work with. How do you deposit money in a self-directed IRA? Well, the first way is what we already talked about, Justin, which is a contribution, right? Okay. So if you have earned income, you can take money from your earned income and you can deposit that in a self-directed IRA. Second way you can do it is what's called a transfer. So if you have an IRA at a bank or a brokerage like we talked about, you're allowed to transfer that money from that IRA over to a self-directed IRA. There's no tax and no penalty to move money. Is that the same thing as a rollover? 
Good question. That's our third way we can deposit okay. money. So a rollover is most commonly used, and the term is used differently than it's actually written in the code. I'm going to use it the way that most people use it. A rollover people use to typically refer to rolling money over from a company-sponsored plan like the 401k or a 403b into a self-directed IRA. Again, that is not a taxable event. No taxes, no penalties to move that money. Okay. So those are three ways that we deposit money into that self-directed IRA. And then the third and final step is really the best step of all because that's the step that puts you in total control. That's the step where you get to make all the money, and that is direct. You direct your self-directed IRA provider in terms of what you want them to invest your account in, right? So uh, you, you, you say in this step, hey, I want to buy a piece of real estate. I want to fund a note. I want you know, to buy tax liens. Whatever it is you want to do, that's the third step. You, you direct your money into the investments that you choose. Okay, so I want to dive into each one. There's a little bit more. Uh, decide is obviously you want to control your financial freedom. Deposit. Um, you talked about the three different ways people can deposit. Uh, <clears throat> I know there's no hard and fast rule, but generally speaking, there there are limits to the amount of money you can deposit into an IRA each year. Um, do you have a range of what those are? Yeah, for for uh, I'll t I'll give you a range based on clients that I've talked to in the last sixty days. Uh, we've helped people deposit anywhere from five thousand to close to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in self-directed retirement accounts. Now, does, but I'm not talking about rollovers or transfers. I'm talking. No, about I'm talking about contributions. Okay, and that ranges because of based on how much money they make and all that, right? Yeah, right. there's there's different ways. So one of the questions that I mean, there's there's black and white contribution limits, if you will, on okay. each account type. But what I always ask people is when somebody says, well, what's the contribution limit? My first I answer the question with a question. And my question is, well, how much do you want to contribute? Because if you tell me how much you want to put away, I can usually figure out a way to engineer that to happen. That's awesome. Um, it's, it's, called, it's something we call, it's a fancy word, but plan design. Yeah. Right. So there's ways that we can help people accomplish their goals. All right. You uh, and I might need to talk some more. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. We aren't going to do it over golf, though. I, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Well, neither one of us are very good. So uh, you are, you look better than me, so I'm not going on the golf with you again. Someone later, they're like, "Do you do you play baseball? Because you swing that like a baseball." <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you made contact. Uh, okay, so yeah, no, keep going with what you're talking about. So, though. This so, is good. So, plant, so, so, so let me kind of expand on that a little bit. So, how do we do that? Like, if somebody, so somebody says, "Well, gee whiz, how do you actually sock away one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year?" Um, well, it again. It, it comes back to spending time. So one of the things that we do that's unique about us, and you might have asked that question in the beginning and I glossed over it, but one of the things that's unique about us is that we actually do something that, that as far as I know, nobody else in our industry does, and that is we do some, some very individualized consulting for people. Uh -huh. And so what we do is we, we, we go through what we call a, a wealth blueprint, and, and we really take a snapshot of, of, of their financial life. Where are they at? What are their goals? You know, what do they have to work with? What do they want to accomplish? Those kinds of things. And so through that, then we come up with this plan design. Here's the things you qualify for. Here's how they work for you. Here's how you can use them. So accounts fall into three categories. IRAs, which are individual, right? Small business retirement plans, and then what we call tax advantage savings accounts, health savings accounts, and, and education savings accounts for the kids. Okay. You're allowed to have an account in each category. So right there's three categories. And by the way, Justin, um, you know, and I've listened to your podcast and I heard you and your wife on one. And, uh, and, and so as an example, if you and I were talking, I'd say, well, guess what? If you can contribute 
5000 so can your wife. If you can contribute up to 50000 in your small business retirement plan, so can your wife. Nice. So you can see very quickly how these numbers can all of a sudden add up very fast. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, this is what's where this is getting crazy. Like you're telling me I can contribute more money than I thought I could contribute, and then talking to you. This is why I was so excited to have you on. I've never really been too excited to have an IRA people have reached out to me all the time. And the first time I met you earlier this year, I was like, yeah, they seem like good guys. Okay, cool, right? They're kind of boring though. Not you, but the you know IRA. <laughs> you know? I think you just called me boring, dude. No, not you. But it's like okay, but then this time, like we talked a lot more, and I got to know you guys more, and. I was learning that I can flip in my IRA. And a lot of times people say, I've done it. But a lot of times people say, you can't. And so it's kind of a gray area. So I'm like, I didn't even want to blow up my IRA that much because it's like, sure, I can save money on taxes, but I'm not making as much money. So now you're telling me I can contribute more money. I can flip more in it. I'm not, I have, let's just say next month, I have a very, very, very large tax bill due. And I'm not too excited about it. I'm okay with it because it means I made a lot of money. <laughs> but um, I would love to figure out a way that I can save a ton of money in taxes. So how can me or someone out there, how can this vehicle help them save money in taxes? Well, that's a good question. So accounts fall into two different categories. You mentioned Roth before. So, so there's two types of accounts from a tax treatment standpoint, let's say. Okay? There's what we call tax deferred or there's what we call tax free. So I'll use a traditional IRA as an example. A traditional IRA is a tax-deferred account. And what that means is if you deposit $5,000 in that account, this year as an example, I'm just using $5,000 just to make sure. the math simple for everybody. So let's say we put $5,000 in that account. You deduct that $5,000 from your taxable income, right? So you just lowered your taxable income by $5,000. Yeah. So if you're in you know, a 30% tax bracket as an example or something right around there, um, which most people are that I talk to yeah. or somewhere around there, right? You just put $1,500 in your own pocket, right? You realize that? You, you took nice. – by, by simply putting 5000 in an IRA, you just took $1,500 away from Uncle Sam and kept it. Woohoo! Sorry, right? Uncle so, Sam. I like you, Benal, but come on, man. Come <laughs> on. Give me a break here. <laughs> I know. This, this, is what, this is what gets me excited. So, so then let's say you take that 5000 and and just for, for number's sake, let's say we double your money. You double your money this year in a transaction, right? So now you got 10000 Yeah. You don't pay any taxes on that profit. Love it. What that enables you to do is reinvest 100% of your money. So you are going to compound exponentially yes. the size of that account. You compare that to, say, a business account, you're going to start to see your IRA explode because of the tax benefit you get. Okay. Fast forward, when you take money out of the account in the future, you pay taxes on the distributions at that time. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's so tax deduction going in, tax protected growth, taxes on the way but out. If you can grow it, oh man. That's huge. Oh, it's huge. And, and, I, if, and if, I had, if I had a couple of slides or something, I could show you the math. You come out way ahead this way, okay? Well, okay, but that's a, that's a traditional or a Roth? That's a traditional. That's so, tra what is, yeah, so the Roth, right. you, you pay taxes on in the beginning. Right. So, so the money's already been taxed. It's sitting in your checking account or savings account. You yeah. take that 5000 You deposit it in the Roth. No tax deduction this year. You double your money. Same thing. You don't pay any taxes on the profits. And that grows, again, tax protected. Now, that's exciting. <laughs> exactly. Right. So now let's fast forward to the future. There's a couple qualifications to take what's called a qualified distribution from a Roth. But when you take a qualified distribution from a Roth, every penny you take out of that account to spend comes out 100% tax-free, right? No income tax, no capital gains tax, <laughs> no tax at all. So that's so so the thing is is that here here's the here's the toughest decision you're going to have Justin when you set this up. 
is you're going to look at your tax bill this year and you're going to say, well, gee whiz, I would love to be able to sock away eighty or $100,000 and really sure. deduct you know, lower than what I'm giving Uncle Sam this year. The trade-off, though, is if you're willing to take the tax hit this year, you can put that money in there, invest it, grow it, and never have to worry about taxes again. Yeah, we do. Everything we do, we do in a Roth. Um, yeah. And it's great. I just, we've done some flips in it. I just have, I, so let's talk about, let's get into that. Now, what are, okay, well, okay, back to the third D, right? I'm trying to follow this order here. Um, let's talk about some of the things. Typically, people, when they invest in real estate, in a, in a, a self-directed IRA, a lot of times they're investing in notes, like like lenders. Like I have lenders that lend me money all the time. I pay them, you know, let's say ten percent. It ranges, but ten percent annualized return on their money. They invest it with me. It's either tax deferred or or tax um, free if it's an IRA, right? They're making an incredible return. They're happy. I'm happy. So that's one way, right? Notes, basically. Yep. Um, then. Well, what are the other ways that you mentioned for real estate? And then, well, you have like rental properties. You can yep. purchase rental properties. What are, the, and then you can. You're telling me you can flip houses as well. I, I've heard contradiction about the flipping thing. So maybe you can help uh, uh, explain some of that and, and uh, clear up any confusion that's out there. Yeah. So, so the issue, uh, and if this is an introductory, uh, if this is an introduction to self-directed IRAs. Uh, I don't want to confuse anybody, so I'm, I'm going to I'm going to probably oversimplify well, I'm being a, a little selfish bit. too, so I want to know. Yeah, I, I know. So so I'm going to so I know I know what you're asking. So so here's the controversy. Um, there's something called UBIT, right? UBIT, and what is UBIT? UBIT is a tax, and I won't go into the history of it. But there's two ways to trigger a tax in an IRA. Okay. One so way is tax free or tax deferred. There's two th- ways that you could right. potentially trigger a tax that you were inside trying to the IRA. Got it. Right. And, and the way it works. So there the are two ways to trigger a tax is to borrow money. So in other words, if you have uh, five thousand dollars in your account and you want to buy a thirty thousand dollar property, well, you don't have enough money in your account, but your IRA could borrow you are definitely the twenty five thousand. Right. Yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, I forgot you where Dave you're at. Talking buddy. all these super low numbers. <laughs> I know. I tell you, man. It's uh, well, it depends where you invest. I mean, I'm all over the country, yeah, so it's, it's nice. So, you know, so I see, through, I see we'll numbers across the board. We'll go with your numbers again. What were you yeah, I, I like my numbers better than your numbers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go with your numbers. <laughs> so, so you you put five thousand down. Your IRA borrows twenty five thousand, right? Okay. So the portion of the profits that are derived from the use of that debt that's what's subject to that tax. Okay. So, so that again, that so so borrowing money is one way to trigger a tax inside of an IRA. Got it. Second way is to own and operate a business in the IRA. So, owning a business, having your IRA own a business, is not prohibited, but it is taxable. Okay. Right. And and the basic concept there is is if you think about it, if if Ford was owned by an IRA and GM wasn't, and GM's paying taxes, Ford would have an unfair competitive advantage over GM, right? Uh-huh. So in other words, that's why the government kind of cr- created this, this tax was to level that playing field. So the question you're asking is about flips. So how does UBIT come into play with that? Well, people say, and there's an argument out there that says, um, well, flipping houses uh, can be construed as a business, well, you're right. It can be, particularly outside the IRA, because you set up an LLC, you operate it like a business. You take, you have the benefits of a business and deductions and all these things that you take. And 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 so, outside of an IRA, a lot of investors are setting it up as a business. They're managing those flips as a business. 
The, the reality, though, is, is that in an IRA, is a flip a business or is it an investment? In my opinion, it's an investment. All right? And so, the, 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 and by the way, there's no debate over whether or not you can do a flip in the IRA. The debate is whether or not you owe taxes Got it. on the flip because it constitutes a business activity. So here's the thing. You, if you ask people in the, in, in the IRA, in the self-directed IRA space, this question, how many, in fact, what the, the most common question that I'll hear is people will ask the question to get to this point is, well, how many flips can I do a year? And I've heard people give numbers as high as 20. I've heard them as low as one. Um, it, it ranges all over the place. Here's the reality of it, Justin. It ain't about a number. It's real simple. If it's a business, it's always taxable. If it's an investment in your IRA, it's never taxable. Hmm. There's no case history, as far as I know, that says that flips are a business inside the IRA. I can trade stocks all day long. I can buy a stock and sell it. That is not taxable. Nobody argues that. Yeah. Right. So if I buy a property and sell a property, it's a different asset. But how is that different? You know, so so I don't I don't know the answer. I don't have the answer to that. But my but here's how it does work: is that if you're if you're making investments and everything in your account is an investment, and somebody comes along and says, "Well, I think it's a business," the burden of proof is on the government to say, "Here's why this is a business." Sure. So so that's really the issue. It's it's not a prohibited issue. It's not whether or not you can do it. You can do it all you want. The question is: is it taxable? And, and let's say it's worst case scenario, then you pay taxes on the profit, right? Is you that- pay taxes on the profit from that transaction, but all the but, but here's the other side to that. So one of the ways that, that and this is a more sophisticated strategy, but I'll actually have clients who set up accounts to own a business. Okay. okay? Now the question is, well, why would they want to do that? Why would you want to own a business if you're paying tax mm-hmm. on the profit still? Well, here's the answer. I told you that, and, and I'll give you an actual example. So we have a client, and he makes about 50, and he sets up businesses online. He's very proficient online. Every business he sets up, within about 12 months, he's generating about $50,000 a month in revenue, nice. right? And so, and it only takes him at this point in the game, because he's got so much experience with it. I mean, he can set businesses up, you know, for, for less than $50,000 online, yeah. and then he starts generating, you know, about 50000 a month in income. And you, you pretty much know how to do that too, I'm guessing. Well, so but before <laughs> we <laughs> we just yeah, we just did really well with our coaching program. But so before yeah. I got into online marketing, I would have been like, ah, I don't know about that, but now yeah, I could So so you that. understand it. So this is what I'm saying. Yeah. But but the the, the 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 example is this. So when when we set up the account and, and he wanted to buy this business he wanted to start this business inside the account, the question was, Well, why why does he want to do that? Because he's still paying taxes okay. on the profit of the business. Well, think about what I said earlier. So, so with a 401k, he could contribute between 50 and 60,000 a year. Okay. Okay. He, his wife, by the way, we set up account for her so she can contribute between 50 and 60,000 a year. Right. So right there's a hundred to $120,000 a year. The problem is he's, let's say he sets his business up outside the, the retirement account. He's making $50,000 a month. He says, but I don't need the money. I want to invest it. I want to protect it. Mm-hmm. Well, he can only take basically two months worth of income and put it in those accounts, right? Mm-hmm. But by having the IRA or the retirement account own it, what happens? It's like a legal backdoor to going beyond the contribution limits if you like to think about it that way. That's how I like to think about it. Huh. In other words, if the business is generating you know, uh, 
you know, fifty thousand times twelve, six hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, you're going to pay taxes on that six hundred thousand. But after you pay taxes once on that six hundred thousand, the rest goes back to the account. Now it's tax protected forever. Wow. He's taking that money and buying apartment so, buildings and turnkey real estate. He'll uh, never pay taxes on that income. Wow, you're like blowing my mind right now. I. I only got three and a half hours of sleep last night, so I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this episode. <laughs> I'm just letting you like let the information flow, and then I'm gonna be with everybody else when it comes out listening to it because <laughs> you're now making me think. I didn't even think when we met at our master meeting. This didn't cross my mind. Like you're making me realize I can use this in my other businesses as well, not just real estate, which I never even thought about using a self-directed IRA and anything else but real estate, even though I knew you could. Yeah, they're, they're, see, this is where the consulting comes in, you know, and, and, and having done this for 23 years, what, and let me just give you a quick background on that. What happened was a lot, the, the biggest challenge with self-directing for, for a lot of people is that they, they, they learn about self-directed retirement accounts. They say, man, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. They open the account, they put the money in the account, and then they get stopped at step number three, mm-hmm. right? What do I invest in? How do I do it? They don't know how to do it. And most IRA providers don't help. Um, I, I decided... And honestly, I remember when I first started doing this because I was on the phone all the time um, consulting with clients. And I remember my, my, my wife asking me one time, she's like, why do you do this? You don't get paid enough money for this. And I said, yeah. you know what? I don't know why I do it. It just seems like the right thing to do right now. <laughs> but, but, what, but the reason why I started doing the consulting for people was I was trying to figure out where they were getting stuck and how to get them unstuck to have, help them lead, you know, lead them to success. And so after the first hundred clients that I consulted to, uh, I realized, okay, there's a pattern here. The second, after the second hundred clients that I consulted to, I had created the process, and and then with the next hundred clients and beyond, it was just implementing the steps and walking people through it. And so what ended up happening was, people would bring me all kinds of scenarios. Here's what I want to do. Here's how I want to do this. And, and so, it, you know, all these things that I'm sharing with you, these are all things that I've created and engineered for clients. And that's where it all came from. I mean, this is just actual stuff that people are doing. And to your point, people don't even know that you can do all these really cool, amazing yeah, things. Yeah, do you realize how rare this is? Like, I've, I've spoken to several IRA custodian people, and, like, they don't either know any of this, or they say they can't talk about it. They don't know. I just don't think they know. All right? I mean, I'm blown away at yeah, they don't know. I mean, that's 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 the short answer. They don't know. I mean, I was talking to a uh, a client who's transferring from a, one of our competitors the other day, and in fact, I was in D.C. Uh, in fact, I, I went from D.C. at this event down to uh, meet you in Tampa and, and lose to you in golf. But uh, what happened was, she came up to me and she says, "You know, I have a self-directed IRA and at, at a competitor." And my problem is is that they really don't help me much. In fact, when I call them and ask questions, they say, "Look." All we need to know is where do you want us to send the check? Yeah, they don't do it. They, they don't or know anything. They, Nobody they, really tells you anything of what you can or can't do. It's crazy. Like you just are out there just kind of trying to make it happen. It's really annoying. It, I know it's amazing. It's a lot better than a regular IRA or regular 401k. But anyway, that's that's awesome. You're going to be my new BFF. Awesome. I need a BFF <laughs> in California. I can come visit. Yeah, come down, <laughs> man. I, um, I mean, hot. In these years, like this year, the taxes we're going to pay from last year are huge. But next year, I'm just going to be like seven figure tax bill if I don't figure something out. So we need to get this figured out. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it still might be a huge tax bill, but if I can save a ton, that's great. So anyway, um, okay. I feel like we're, we need to just 
have another interview another time because i want to dive into like solo 401ks and all that but that's kind of a whole other animal right solo 401ks yeah so so that that's a different type of an account so so it's you know i sometimes i'll use the example like a a self-directed ira is like a ferrari yeah and and the and if 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 a a self-directed ira is a ferrari by comparison what is a solo 401k it's a learjet Right, it's a G four, and so (laughs) there you go. So, so this is right up your alley. You don't want to mess with an IRA anymore, man. You want you want to go the four hundred one k. But yeah, so so that's a that's a different animal. It's it's a uh, if people qualify for that account, it's the number one account we recommend for for six specific reasons. But like you said, that's probably another another conversation. But but that's definitely a strategy. You can help them out with that. Yeah, yeah, and that's where like I said, we spend time with people. We we get to know them. We get to know what they're trying to accomplish, and then we'll make appropriate recommendations for them. Um, because most people, they don't, they're not experts in this and, and we don't expect them to be sure. It's our job to be the expert and to help lead the client in the direction that they want to go. Okay. So I, I know there's some people being like, well, what's the catch? What's the, you're like, okay. So just to play devil's advocate here, what, I mean, there are like, what does it take? There's like setup fees and of course like that and all that, like that kind of stuff, right? Like what's involved? What do they have to pay to play? <laughs> yeah. So, well, so the, here's another here, here's another benefit to self directing. So, clients save a ton of money on fees the instant they move money into a self directed. I think IRA. that's so interesting because I used to not realize that, and I felt like I was trying to get people to self direct so I could borrow their money, right? Right. And then I felt like they were going to lose money on fees because they had to pay for the fees. But I didn't realize, oh wow, they're already paying a lot of more fees than they're going to be paying now, right? Oh yeah. So so they're. In fact, I, I, you know, it's funny. We, we walk people through this, and there's ways to figure out what people pay because nobody knows what they pay for the retirement accounts or the investment. Because <laughs> like, the financial firms don't, don't tell us. But let, let me give you a quick example. We just transferred over uh, $250,000 for a client. He moved from a firm where he had it invested in an annuity, and he had to pay a surrender charge, which was basically the front-end commission that was paid to the advisor who sold him that annuity. Um, they don't deduct the money from the account up front, they deduct it over time. And so if you don't keep the money in the account long enough, right, they haven't recouped that money. So what do they do? They, they hit you with the surrender charge. It's basically the agent's commission. So on $250,000, okay, because this investment that he wanted to make was, was going, had enough upside that it's like, I don't care about the, the surrender charge. I'm paying it to yeah. get my money out of there and move it over. He had to pay $24,000. Oh, my no gosh. That's the business I'm going into, man. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you what, I think what we provide is a lot more valuable and I would love to charge you $24,000 for it, but I know I could never get away with that. So, so the reality is by contrast, uh, what, what would a $250,000 account cost, you know, by compare, and actually let me use a hundred thousand because a hundred thousand is a, an easier example. Yeah. There's a one-time activation fee to get the account set up. It's typically 150 bucks, not a lot of money. One time, never pay that again. And then the annual fee, um, for a hundred thousand dollar account, as an example, uh, where, whereas the average person pays about one and a half percent on fees at a traditional financial institution, so that's fifteen hundred dollars uh-huh. on a hundred thousand dollar account at a traditional financial institution for their IRA. Uh, by contrast, a self-directed IRA, at least with us, would run that client between four hundred and five hundred bucks a year. That's awesome. So, I mean, that's why I say, I mean, people slash their fees in half to, to totally. two thirds. I, I mean, you, you just it's 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 you save money, you get control, and, and, then and by the way, there's small we, transaction fees when you do a trans transaction correct no we don't we don't charge really? transactions. no don't? we don't charge transaction i don't fees. think i've ever heard of that no we 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 have well there's there's a couple options if somebody wants a lower fee then we will give right. them a certain number okay. of transactions for a year 
yeah. if they want to go beyond four of a year, there's 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 transaction fees, but we have an unlimited so transaction options. option. Oh, so, okay. so there's different options. But cool. but but the nice thing about it is if you think about it though, let I me mean, think about this. It, it, somebody's pay if somebody has a hundred thousand dollars, and I'll just use this as a, as as a scenario. I mean, this if you want to boil down one of the big benefits of self-directing, here it is in a nutshell. Perfect case study. You take somebody who's got $100,000 in a stock market, they're paying $1,500 a year on average for that account, right? And what's their account doing right now? It's probably going down. Yeah. <laughs> but they transfer that $100,000 over to a self-directed IRA, and they pay $400 a year, between four dollars and $500 a year, so they just saved $1,000 on fees, and let's say they lend that to you. Yeah. They're getting a consistent 10% return paid back to their account compounded tax free. Yeah. Wow. I mean this I mean it's it, it, it's the perfect storm to create financial wealth, Powerful. you know. Good stuff Edwin. Well, wow, I need to go take a nap now. That was good. <laughs> I'm going to take a <laughs> nap cuz I got enough sleep last night and I need to uh take this all in, man. I feel like you over the next 10 years you will have just made me at least a million dollars, so I thank you. It saved me a million dollars in taxes, if not more. So <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Next time, golf is on me. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna, I'll meet you right after the golf, and we'll go to dinner or something. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so, Edwin, yeah, we'll probably have you on another time. But uh, let, I'm sure there's people out there that want to get a IRA set up, um, a self-directed IRA. How can they reach out to you if they're interested in getting going on that? Yeah, so um, the best way to do it is if, if they go to the website, specializediraservices.com, specializediraservices, S on the end, dot com, um, we actually have a, 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 a great offer. We, I just published my latest book. We're giving it away nice. free. So you, just, you, can, you can request the book for free, and we'll also include, when you request that book, um, uh, $97, it's normally $97 for our, our front-end consultation. We're waiving that fee right now uh, for people who are getting the new book. It's it's free book, no shipping, no nothing. It's just free, and it's it's free consultation. So if you want to learn more, that book and that consultation are the two ideal ways to get started. You can just do it right on our website. Awesome. What if they want to get uh, like an IRA set up? Uh, same thing. When okay. when uh, they well the, the eight hundred numbers right there. It's plastered it. all over. Okay. That's okay. So they can call. So they, they can, can, talk, they can call in. and talk about it, yep. and then if it's right for them, you'll get them set up. Got it. Okay. We have reps standing by. Okay. Love it. Love it. Edwin, you are the man. I'm serious. Like I never had an IRA guy on before, and the first time, you know, I just met you guys. I didn't get to talk a lot. I'm like, cool. And then after last time, I'm just like, okay, this is good stuff. So anyway, really appreciate it once again. And I know my audience got a lot of value out of it. So beautiful. All right, man, you have a good one. And I'm going to go enjoy the San Clemente weather. Actually, it's kind of hot today, but while you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for rubbing that in. <laughs> All right, man, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Justin. Okay, bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast, your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how to's, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.